the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then, in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But, when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for the children's sermon. You all look tired and energized at the same time. That's a tough place to be. For the past few weeks, we've been talking about our baptisms, haven't we? We've talked about what God wants us to be in those baptisms. That God wants us to care for others and the world God made. That God wants to work for, and this is a fancy word, justice the good of all, and peace. There's two other things that we say in each of our baptisms. And can you look at my nose? God wants us to trust God. We come to learn and trust God in the things that we do at church, in the works that we've been talking about, in the actions of our lives, and in the grace of God. It's important to trust God because God's going to ask us to do really difficult things. So I have a question for you. How many of you have ever had a birthday party before? This can be just having a cake or this can be having a whole party or this can be anything in between. In today's story, Jesus tells someone who invited him to a party 
that whenever you have a party, whenever you have a banquet, invite not your friends and not your family, but invite the poor and the crippled and the blind. Invite those people. Why is Jesus saying that? Anthony. They cannot repay you. You will be blessed. Okay. But why can't I invite my friends? Because God? Well, that's about as good a reason as any, isn't it? (laughs) And that kind of gets at my point today. I think that God wants the good for all people. And we have good, and we have it abundantly. And it's important that the poor have good things too. And it's important that the blind have good things too. And it's important that the crippled have good things too. It's important that all God's people have good things too. And so in every part of our life, whenever we find ourselves having a whole lot, God says, share. And not share where you're not going to have anything and they have everything, but share so you have some and I have some and you have some, and you have some, and all God's people have some, and that way we're all taken care of. This takes trust, because it's hard to give away a party, isn't it? And it's hard to give away the best things you have, and it's hard to trust that that's not going to mean you no longer have anything. Sharing is hard, isn't it? But I want you to try. I want you to try to trust that when God tells you to share the things you have, it doesn't mean that you'll never have anything again. It just means that God cares for you and everyone else at the same time. Trust. God will always care for you, just like God will always care for all people. So this week, I want you to ask your parents and ask the people around you what they might need. What they might want in life. Now you're not going to be able to fix everything. You're not going to be able to do everything. That's not the important part. I want you to ask. And if by chance you and your parents come up with an idea to help someone or hear of something you can do, I want you to try as best you can to help. And if you should find yourself needing anything this week, I want you to tell people that ask, and I want you to tell your parents, I want you to receive that help too. Does this make sense? Without the fancy words, share, help, listen. Can you do it? If it's hard, ask for help. Shall we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, you have blessed us, you've given us very, very good things. And it's hard to give those away again. In the tough, tough calling that you've given us to be people that give the best things we have away, we ask that you would be near helping us to trust you and to love you much more than we love our things. 
and to follow you no matter where you lead us. Care for us just as you care for all your people and give us your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. In the name of Jesus, amen. Here, kind of at the end of our four weeks in between the bookends of Jesus' very, very tough calling, we come to a place where Jesus is inviting us and all who hear it to a very, very foolish thing, a very, very tough thing. And Jesus acts the fool right at right in the face of his host. How many of you would walk up to your host who has fed you and given you their best and say, I've got a few corrections? <laughs> Let's start with the invite list. And then seek to exclude yourself from this party. It's almost a slap in the face, isn't it? But Jesus go ahead, goes ahead and does something like this because it's good that Jesus does something like this. You see, week after week after week, Jesus has been asking us to look out not just for ourselves, but the whole world. We've been going over those baptismal lines, haven't we? to care for others in the world God made, to work for justice and peace. And here on this third moment, we've, decide, or we've come to the place of understanding that we are to be people who love and trust God. And that trust is what gets us to this point. To give it all away. When you have a party, when you have a banquet, when you have a dinner, a luncheon, whatever you want to call it, do not invite your family, your friends, or the high esteemed. And what really takes this off the charts for me is it's not just try it out for one time. Jesus leads with the word, whenever you do this. So there will not be a dinner or a luncheon or a banquet that you give where you don't do this. Whenever you have this situation, whenever you eat a meal, invite the poor, the crippled, the blind. They will not be able to repay you, and your reward will be great. I haven't done this. I confess to you, my brothers and sisters, I haven't done this, and, and not in a way of like, I haven't tried it once, but like, I don't even plan on doing this at lunch. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna. And I don't think I'm right. This will also hang over my head for days until, by the grace of God, I'm able to forget the Word of God, which doesn't seem right. 
This will hang over my head because I am not doing it. There's weight to this, isn't there? There's weight that can't be undone, isn't there? Every time I hear this, I'm cognizant of the way that I have been blessed beyond the generations before me and beyond my wildest expectations at a young age. And every time I hear this, I am condemned because I do not seem to have the same priorities in life as Jesus has. I do not seem to have the same priorities in life. I look out for myself. I take for myself. I look at the money that comes in and I think of it as mine. I look at the food in my fridge and I think of it as mine. I look at my time and I think of it as mine. And I imagine I'm not the only one. And yet here comes Jesus and Jesus is doing the incredibly rude thing though if anyone has the ability to tell this, it's the God of heaven and earth, does the very rude thing of telling us what to do. Jesus here is like the nagging in-law that just won't stop getting in your stuff. I don't have experience with that. I strongly confess. I strongly confess. Jesus is telling you what to do with your time. And Jesus is telling you what to do with your money. And Jesus is telling you what to do with the good and everything that you have. Jesus is in your business. And Jesus is in your finances. And Jesus is in your pocketbook in a way that's uncomfortable. In a way that's condemning. In a way that's invasive. Jesus is there. And you might ask me, Pastor... I'm a student of Lutheran theology. Don't you know that the proclamation of the gospel is meant to be good news? And I'll say, yeah. This is very good news for the poor. Think of it from that perspective. The God of heaven and earth has sought to redo the way we live our entire lives, has sought to redo civilization as we know it, has sought to redo each and every woven fabric of our society so that the poor will never be forgotten again. Whatever you do, think of the poor. Whatever you do, think of the crippled. Whatever you do, think of the blind. Whatever you do, think of the least of these. That is astoundingly good news. And that's on behalf of the ones who need it most. We will each take our turn in those spots, but God will always, always, always bend towards the poor. Always. God also has a promise. That caring for the poor will not mean our poverty. And caring for the poor will not mean our forsakenness. That God will not let go of God's people in their calling, even as they do this. That is what it means, that your reward will be great and you will be blessed. You will not be forgotten. 
You will not be let go. This is not the end of the line for you. This calling will not be your undoing. This calling will be your death. The death of the way you live and the death of the way that you use priorities to set yourself over and against another human being. But this won't be your last. The God of heaven and earth has something huge in store for all people. And it is always focused on the most in need. For this, we will need to learn to love and trust God. We will need to understand that without God, this will not be possible. And as much as possible, by the grace of God, we need faith sung into our hearts so that eventually one day when we go to eat lunch, it won't just be about ourselves. And eventually one day when we go to give our best, it won't just be about what I want. And eventually one day, the world will indeed look different. Jesus here is rude and unflinching and good. May God be with you and the abundance of all you have. May God be with you in the challenging nature of this text. May God be with you in your baptismal promises. And may God help you to love and trust God, always bringing good for the poor. God be with you. Amen.